0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor gloom of night will keep the Postal Service from making its daily rounds. But old Herodotus never imagined modern-day financial problems made worse by the coronavirus pandemic. They've put a toll on the agency and its couriers. Yet it's handling a spike in packages and expecting to deliver a surge of mail-in ballots come September. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me now with the latest. And Jory, let's start with the operational changes. These have been somewhat controversial that the Postal Service has put in place.
0: Yeah, no, there have been several rounds of changes in the works here. The most recent went into effect last week. There was a big management shakeup of 23 executives being reassigned to different roles. Uh, There's now a new acting CIO, new CTO, as well as a chief customer experience officer. As part of those changes, there's now a management hiring freeze in place. And probably the most significant of these is now uh, the Postal Service is seeking early retirements for non-union postal employees. It's worth pointing out that the Postal Service is heavily unionized with its workforce, but there are roughly about 50,000 Employees that don't have a collective bargaining agreement. And so they are potentially on the hook here for leaving the agency.
1: All right. And uh, congressional concerns have been expressed about some of these changes. What are they? What are people saying?
0: The major concern here from Congress is that the Postal Service is handling a peak volume of delivering packages and soon a peak volume of ballots at a time when the Postal Service just doesn't have enough staff or enough man hours to get it done. This is happening all during. The the coronavirus pandemic. And many of the postal unions have said that they are struggling to keep staffing going with employees quarantined or having contracted COVID-19. The way they've described it to me in the past is that they are dealing with a four-month holiday peak delivery period with packages and still trying to deal with their normal workforce or even less. And so members of Congress are seeking $3.5 billion for mail-in ballots come November, as well as $25 billion in emergency appropriations for the Postal Service. This would be and- for
1: overtime? Is that what they're looking for? Because if there's $3.5 billion, that's dollars, not that many ballots, we hope. this No, money-
0: it would be $3.5 billion for state and local officials to help ramp up this mail-in ballot initiative. And the $25 billion for the Postal Service would be just operational expenses that would keep them afloat. For the months and years ahead.
1: Yeah, that's overtime for the election, I think.
0: There was a, a letter circulating this week from 130 members of the House. They're calling for all election mail to be treated as first class. The issue here is that the Postal Service is saying that it's going to abide by the standards that election officials uh, pay for their ballots. And in a lot of cases, that's been commercial mail, which is about a third of the price as first class mail. So there are concerns that commercial mail may be a little late in terms of getting to the right people at the right time. We heard from Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. They sat down with the new Postmaster General Louis DeJoy and Schumer said that they had a pretty heated discussion. We are demanding that the regulations they put in place, which cut employment and cut overtime be rescinded, particularly because of COVID and because of the elections. We need those to vote and we will advocate strongly for money so that they can hire all the people necessary, both overtime and new people, to make sure that every single ballot is counted. And that is a sine qua non for us.
1: And that is Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And what about the Trump administration? What have they said about postal operations?
0: Well, this is a major sticking point in the latest round of negotiations for this next coronavirus emergency spending bill. The Trump administration in previous rounds of talks for the CARES Act, pushed back strongly against funding for the Postal service and had lobbied in favor more of a loan. and, and even then that was a protracted uh, argument there. And so we heard from President Donald Trump this week, saying that these negotiating points, that his administration is strongly against them.
1: Think of this. They want $3.5 Would you say that's enough to cover it? I think we could do it for less, right? I think we could do it for less. But they want $25 billion for the post office because of this. And remember the new man who is a great person, a great businessman, just got there a little while ago. The post office has been run poorly for Many, many decades. Great people in the post office, incredible people, but they've had very bad leadership for many years. All right. So definitely a difference of opinion there between the president and Chuck Schumer and uh, short term fixes. We've heard a lot about that. Uh, What about long term postal reform, which seems to come around kind of like a merry-go-round horse every year in Congress?
0: Right, there have been a number of bills introduced in the past couple of years that really do focus on the same couple of things. Chief among them is repealing a mandate since 2006 for the Postal Service to pre fund health retiree benefits. Those bills have been dead on arrival, even though there's generally some consensus that that's the way that it's going to have to be. But the Postal Service Specifically, the new Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, has defended some of the recent operational changes and cuts that he has put in place, specifically because there is no long-term postal reform on the table. And he pushed back against Congress and he pushed back against the Postal Regulatory Commission for not upholding their end of the bargain in this three-pronged effort to put the Postal Service on firmer financial footing. DeJoy said last week in a meeting of the USPS Board of Governors, that he's had to make cuts and changes where he can.
1: I am certain that the nearly $80 billion of cumulative losses we have experienced since 2007 could have been avoided, and that the Postal Service's operational and financial performance would not be in jeopardy. Drama and delay does not get the mail delivered on time, nor does it pay our bills. Without timely legislative and regulatory reform, we will be forced to pursue aggressive strategies to cut our costs and bridge the divide. At the same time, the Postal Service has failed to engage in a sufficient operating strategy that adequately mitigated these predicted annual financial losses. We will not and cannot wait for the legislative and regulatory process to save us. The Postal Service must do our part by pursuing every strategy within our control to ensure our success. And in that regard, I know we can do more. Maybe that's why he and Schumer don't get along so well. Two hard-headed New Yorkers, (laughs) sounds like. Well, Jory, does the Postal Service have enough cash on hand at this point because we hear about the hollowing out bit by bit, year by year of their balance sheet?
0: Long term, the Postal Service still says it's a matter of when, not if they will run out of cash. In the short term, they say that they're going to be in a better position than they worried about earlier in this pandemic. Their latest financial statement says that they expect to have enough cash until August of 2021, and so they've had to walk back some of the more dire predictions from the coronavirus pandemic, but they're still on track even in the best of scenarios to lose multiple billions of dollars specifically from the coronavirus pandemic. They said that this tracks with the Great Recession, where they saw 20 percent of mail volume go away and never came back. So in the short term, they're able to stay afloat. And they also have a $10 billion loan from the Treasury Department, from the CARES Act. So they're able to tread water for the mean, in the meantime, but still, there's no long-term solution in sight.
1: Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. He's got ongoing postal coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.